following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K-State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Ladies and gentlemen, he's back. After a 174-day hiatus, I just made up that number. I ballparked it. David G is back in studio. He is back on the game. We never took him off the liners. We never took him off the advertisements because I knew he would be back. DJ's back. One day... Just through the door, pops open. What is that? It's foggy. I can't see. Is that Dave G's music? Here I am. Return. I want to say thank you to every single person, Trey, you, and Big TC, for always checking in on me. For the hundred and whatever days it was that I wasn't on the show. Thanks for like always checking in on me and saying, hey, how you doing? When you coming back? Thank you for that. That meant a lot to me. Um, I don't want to step on any toes, so I want to see, like, during the first hour, do you want to talk about, uh, talk to K-State soccer coach Mike Dabini? <laughs> Maybe talk to Chris Kleiman there, to talk about Chris Kleiman's extension, maybe this is official, and then uh, we'll talk about the swimsuit cover model? <laughs> do you want to, you want to talk about that? <laughs> like right now? <laughs> is this your first show? Do you not have, you know, when I put, give you this lineup in front of you, there's times next to it? I was just hoping you know? that I could read it. Like, I'd be like, I don't know. I Just off the top of my head, maybe we could talk about. Uh, you just don't want to talk about yourself. No, I'll talk about myself. I love talking about Well, I, what I was going to say first <laughs> is that I would have got you pyro, but. Because you mentioned <laughs> yeah. the fog and the music hit, oh, and it's, it's a big return. The crowd's going crazy. I, it's illegal in Kansas up until the first week of you know, the you know, seven days leading up to Fourth of July, and God forbid I light them off inside. Should have waited. Should have waited. But I thought Big Steve was a lighting guy. Yeah, we report the news. We don't become the news. That that's the idea around here. And there's got- already been one fire in this building in the days. Yeah, number two. Let's do it. You got to pay that guy extra these days. He wants full time jobs and everything. So oh. I, I, I didn't have the money for it. Man, <laughs> Esteban Grande, dude, he gets he he starts thinking he needs to like raise a family or something. What the hell, man? Yeah, he's having a kid, and you just had a couple. So what's it like now having two daughters? Right now, everybody in my house is sick except me. It's all weekend. My beautiful, wonderful wife, amazing wife, Sarah's been sick. Plus our two tiny tinies. And so I'm like, what were you saying about all that bad food that I always eat? How it's going to come and get me? No, actually, it's helped me. It's formed a barrier against the, all sickness and diseases. It's, I'll tell you what, though, back to that, like, raising two daughters. Man, I don't like dudes anymore at all. <laughs> I, I, I just, I got no time for you. I got no time for you at all. And any show, we used to watch a lot of true crime stuff. Any show that involves a child being abducted or anything. Um, Oops. I, I can't you got to turn it off. I'm done. I, that, that, bye. Bye. And then, like, some sappy country song will come on. You know, these days will go fast. You know, you know that song? There's a song that's like, um, 
how, what, how's it go? Oh, Brad Paisley's got one, and yeah, I yeah, where yeah. he's like, you're gonna miss these. A farmer's daughter. Uh, that yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, no, good thing we're not farmers. Yeah, you're gonna miss these. Basically, you're gonna yeah. miss these when they're gone. That kind yeah. of stuff. I'm like, oh god. And then you know, and it's graduation weekend. You're thinking, oh, God, 15 years. Man, here we go. 15 years, and 20, they're out. 47. I'm gonna be th- crying. But then I'm like. The reality of, oh, I need to put together some little tiny dollhouse with tiny screws. I have to do that. Bounces me back to reality. You know, actually, I think the last time we had you on, you, and this was back in December, I think you were building a ball pit. Yeah. Yeah. How did, I that, made, how did that I made work a out? Do, do-it-yourself ball pit with PVC pipe and then, like, netting, like, like, on the spaces. I built it. It was four by four. It was... Gorgeous! It looked cool. The four by four. That's it. That's not. It's huge. Is it? It's a big. It's four a foot biggie. by four foot. Yeah, it's a biggie. No, it's not. It's a biggie. What, listen, in ball pit, McDonald's lore, would never let that fall. Oh yeah, no, they're, they're the experts. <laughs> but in our little basement, it was huge. We filled it with every plastic little bowl we could find. I mean, we bought bags and bags of this. Threw it down. Put Sophia in the middle of it, and she was like. I want it out immediately. <laughs> it so bombed. For, she, oh, uh, dude. She didn't pop at all on it. So it went for like six months. We'd try to put her in there, and then she'd like hang out and then want to get out. And it was not a hit. And we actually tore it up apart. We tore it apart. I kept some of the PVC because I'm a dad now, and that's what dads do. Is they go, well, this is damn good PVC. I can't let that go. Oh, now you're hoarding. Dude, I'm a hoarder. I got PVC like nobody's business. You you need any? Do you have a garage? No, we have a little shed. And then, and is then we, it, but is that like, because if you would add a garage, you'd be like, oh, well, of course, that's where you keep your tools, the lawnmower. It's kind of like, it's not official, but it's like the official man cave. It is the official man cave. But, but it is a shed. Your shed is. The shed is, but it's like a cave that you can only walk into and then turn around. It's like a, a cave that ha- didn't It's like a half finish. bathroom. Yeah, it's a half bath cave. That's my spot. And then we went and bought a like a six-foot plastic one, about the same size. Put that together as a family. Let me tell you something. You need to have all you need to have every ounce of patience in your entire <laughs> life to do something like that. I was about to ask, is your daughter a good helper? No. She's a terrible helper. She's horrific at helping. And now she's like, she's grabbing stuff like, and she's like, stick, stick. And I'm like, I know. I love it. That's great. Give me the stick. Wonderful. And then she'll get hurt. And it's, yeah. She's a horrible helper, man. I can see why my grandpa, when my grandma was like, well, let David help you. He's like, oh, God. Patience. Uh This is why I'm a big, I'm a big Mm -hmm. fan of every backyard should have a, like, like a little designated burn pit. Like you build your own little, you know, so you can have little bonfires in the backyard. Whenever sticks fall, you just, hey, tell your kids, just chuck them in there. She's at that age where, like, I want to go camping and stuff and, like, show her, like, teach her about camping. But she's two. She'll be two Wednesday. So she's, like, going to fall in the freaking fire. You know what I mean? Like, she's just (laughs) destined for it. She, the way she walks around our living room, I'm like, there's no way I could build a fire and then expect her to not fall in it. No way. So I think we're like a year, year and a half away from that. But right now in our backyard, the, she's got everything a little kid could want. We just bought a little trampoline, one of those that has a screen up on it. She's got the 
playhouse where you get the slide and the the swings and now baby sits in the little swing too and like and she's like baby the whole time it's it's adorable that's another thing that makes me choke up when i see like when i see the little one in her little chair and then i see sophia in like a big kid swing and she's like baby baby i'm like oh god does she not know her sister's name oh no it's baby yeah. Baby. <laughs> yeah, it's baby. She can't say Adriana for nothing. So baby it is. And that's not like it's I I asked my wife, I was like, did we did we ruin this kid? Because the other day I was like, baby, and the kid's head snapped. She's like, hi. <laughs> like, oh no. She's baby. She's gonna be in kindergarten and they're gonna be like, what's your name? And she's like, Baby uh, Adriana. <laughs> Not baby. Why would it be baby? I'm a big kid. It wouldn't be baby. Your fans love dirty dancing, apparently. They <laughs> do. They do. Nobody puts baby in a corner. That's what I'm a teacher, too. Anybody puts baby in a corner, you roundhouse them. You kick them and you punch them. That, that works great until second grade. Yeah. Then when then they're like, can you get her to stop going Swayze on everybody? Yeah, we're, I mean, the teacher goes to put her in the corner yeah. and you've got problems. Yeah. Hi, we're going to play a new game. It's called Four Corners. Whoosh. Where'd you get the idea for the name Adriana? Okay, not Adrian Martinez. But we were in love with that name for a boy. We were like, that's the name. Adrian? Yeah, we love yeah. Adrian. And then we're, we're like, surprise, it's a girl. And we were kicking around ideas that couldn't think of anything. Okay, so you didn't know until... The we did know, but we were... we. You don't know right away. You know, baby doesn't show you until later on what they are. So all the months leading up to that... Um, what you call it? Thing, um, <laughs> you know the. Uh, uh, I haven't practiced medicine in a while, so I forgot what it is. Thing, um, they, um, we all the way leading up to that. Right? Okay, if it's a boy, it's Adrian. No doubt, no doubt. Girl, we have no idea. So she was nameless for a long time after that because we just couldn't figure one out. And then we we're like, what about Adriana? I, I like it. It's fine. And we just rolled with it. I love it. I love Adriana, but. She's baby. She is definitely Adriana baby. Garcia. Uh-huh. I love it. And Sounds like a future small forward. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Or like a, I've always thought like a uh, interior decorator. Like a, a really good interior decorator. I always thought Sophia Garcia seemed like a sports name. That seemed like a sports Oh, yeah, name. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Adriana Garcia will show up, you know, and overcharge you to change everything up in your living room. And I'm like, good for you, kid. And you've come a long way because we used to call you Baby. <laughs> That's exclusively your name. Well, since you're back, I want to throw some rapid-fire questions yeah. at you. Just get your reaction because I want to catch up with you a little bit. We, we haven't talked a whole lot of sports over the last six months. Yeah, let's do it. You ready for this? Yeah. Should Marquise Noel's ra- jersey be up in the rafters? Yes. Um, I don't know what the requirements for basketball are. There are. It's it's player by player. It's not as rigid as basketball or about football. Sorry. No. Right. What he did, what he did for this team, especially this season, especially in the tournament, put him up there. Throw him up there. That guy, he was amazing. March was wow, man. What a life changer. That was awesome. Did you guys catch him? Uh, or catch maybe the highlights on Twitter of yes. him at the G League Elite Camp. Yes, I did. And his passing and his shooting. Yeah, I was like, that's Marquise. That's our boy. Disappointed that yesterday didn't pan out, apparently, enough for him to yeah. make the cut. Yeah, it wasn't because um, they played two games. Like you're, 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 you're put into one of four teams, and you'll play one game one day, another game the other day. It's a two-day thing. And 
let's see if I have the stats available here. I did have it pulled up here just a second ago. So in, in his first game, he had 11 points, eight assists, two steals. He blocked two shots. Wow. And by the way, he's doing his passing. He's doing yeah. through the legs, behind the back. You know, he's doing alley-oops. I'm like – that's the Marquise Noel we saw all this year. People are finally noticing. And then yesterday, yeah, I mean, he only scored three points, didn't shoot as well from the field. He still had five assists. Right on. I still feel like you gave Muggsy Bogues a chance. You gave Earl Boykins a chance. These are once in a kind of generational guys. Give him a shot. Somebody has got to say, has got to meet Marquise Noel and go, yeah, I'd love to have that kid on the team and throw him in there every once in a while. You know, like some owner. Or some GM. You've got to see the intangibles that he carries. This kid is cool and he's good for a team. He's good for a fan base. And you might just mess around and find somebody that can play in the NBA. I wouldn't put it past him. I really wouldn't put it past him. I know it's one of those things where the NBA is so much different than college. And the guys are just so much bigger and longer and stronger and fat. You know, just everything. Give the guy a shot, man. If you you can feel the guy like Ben Simmons that doesn't want to be there. Give Marquise Noel a shot, man. Give him a shot. Put him in there. Put him in, coach. It's funny you mentioned Muggsy Bogues because I just got curious. I looked it up earlier today because Marquise, his measurements, because that's where you get like the official stuff. Like, all right, we know these uh, these college rosters may be a little bit inflated when it comes oh, yeah. to the heights. Uh, mine certainly was when I was in high the school. program, you, you grow a few inches. Yeah, for sure. For I sure. showed up 5'7 on our Clay Center Tigers program, and people knew right away, like, come on. Damn! Come on, that kid. Marquise, uh, his height came in at five, uh, five feet, 6.75 inches. Wow. So he's he's not even a full inch taller than me. Wow. Um, but if he played in the NBA, if he actually made it, he'd be the fourth shortest player in NBA history. Really? Who's the shortest? Muggsy, 5'3". Then you have Earl Boykins. Yeah. 5'5". Five, five, five. Spud was actually 5'7". Wow. Spud would come in at number five. And then Melvin Hirsch, who I think he played like 100 years ago, yeah. was 5'6", when everybody else was 5'9". <laughs> so it wasn't that big of a deal. Oh, they were still giving him a hard time. Wow. K-State's K-State football... Their win over under has been set by DraftKings at eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Taking the over, I'm gonna take overs. It's gonna be a tough season, though. We, you think they've lost a lot? They've lost a lot. It's one of those things you look and you go, "Oh, not so bad, not so bad." We lose that guy, lose that guy. I mean, the guys that got drafted and then the guys that got picked up after that. It's basically a who's who of. I mean, uh, have you looked? Have you compared it to your top ten? Like the cats of the season, and then compared it to who got drafted or signed afterwards. I'm sure it's like every guy, you know. And I think it's going to be tough for eight or over eight and a half. But the coaching staff, they've hit a stride. I think they have guys that bought into the program. Yeah, still got big Bill Howard back there. You still got a lot of really good things to lean on. And I, yeah, I definitely see them. Being a super competitive football team, but I don't know if I see a Big 12 championship. But I, I, I'm not expecting that after you lose everybody besides Big No, and you bring up a fair point. I think we've really kind of gravitated towards when we're talking about 2023 of who is coming back. Mm-hmm. Not exactly who much, how much you lost because I think K-State's done a pretty decent job of replacing Deuce Vaughn at the running back position, Treshawn Ward along with DJ Giddens, who's of course already here and showed off how good he can be as a number two guy. 
mixed with Treshawn Ward, who ran it for over six yards a carry last year. You know, you're, you're feeling pretty good about that. I still feel good. In, and an offensive line that returns in full. Everybody. Which is nice to be like, okay, we still got to figure out some of what we're doing back here, but up front we know exactly. We know what to expect. We know what we're capable of, and we know what we demand up front here. This is what we do here. I love that. Um, and I will say the linebacker room went from it where it was like, who? Who do we even have in there? To now they've got like six guys that they're talking about. Like this guy and this guy and this guy is going to fill in. Yeah, we no really clue about the de- – well, we kind of had a clue about the depth. I read um, an article. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've been out of the game, so I forgot to – I don't know who to, to cite, and I'm so sorry. I sound like an idiot right now. But they were talking about just the will position. And the depth at will is going to be amazing, and I think that's a thing. This coaching staff, they don't they they have they have no depth at that position, and then all of a sudden it's like we got like a five guys we like to play. That's awesome. That's the things that win ball games for K State. So yeah. All right, last question: Will Deuce Vaughn be Rookie of the Year in the NFL this year? Deuce Vaughn is going to be MVP of the year uh, of the NFL. Win a Super Bowl. Win Super Bowl. Super Bowl MVP. Um, he's also going to be caught up. In some kind of romantic scandal with like Giselle and like some other model, I want to ask you. He's going to replace Tom Brady as Giselle's husband. TB yeah. is TB twelve. The company is literally like it's just going to crumble because here comes Deuce. I want to know what you think. Forty two. Oh, the number forty two, yeah. dude. The thing is, yeah, the, the Cowboys don't retire numbers, yeah. but they'll put some off limits. You know, I, I Troy Aikman's, Roger Staubach's, Evan Smith's. If you gave him 22, everybody'd be like, whoa. But 23? It's probably a number he has to earn. He yeah. has to earn 22. I mean, you can't just give the kid 22. You're talking no. about the all time leading rusher in NFL history, 22. No, I don't His ex- birthday is today. Oh, is it really? Right, happy birthday. I, I don't mean that. I mean, like, that's fine. Don't give him that number because that's like sacred ground. But 23. 24, 25, like give him a running back's number. You give him a fullback's free safety number. Hey, right. Darren Sproles is 43. Yeah, but that's like 43. Darren Sproles did take that number and like change it up. Like it, it is a, it's a kind of multi um, attack back kind of number. You see a little 43, you go, oh boy. <laughs> 42, I go, He's playing close to the line. Hit him with, hit him with the old uh, give and go. I mean, come on. Ronnie Lott's going to come out of the freaking tunnel at 42. <laughs> hit him with the play action. He's he's too close to the line of scrimmage. Well, he's going to be a slot receiver and a punt, and a punt returner. So. It, it just, I just want him. I want him in 21. That's not that sacred, right? Am I right, guys? 21? Yeah. I don't, not for the Cowboys, I wouldn't yeah, think. The only person I can think of is Dion. You know, Dion wore 21, mm. but it's like he also played for the 49ers. By so, the way, I saw Emmett Smith uh, leaving the uh, the Stanford game at AT&T. Emmett Smith was walking to the elevator while I was walking to the press box. I was like, oh, boy, do I stop him? Do, do, what do I do oh, here? I love you. Uh, I was like, but I didn't. I just, I was like, oh, my God, there's Emmett Smith. Can Deuce have your number? And he was like, yes. Dude, it's like, okay. Okay, here we go. 22, no. Uh, t- okay, all the 20s are taken. So yeah. 30, yeah, everything, 36. Is 36 more of a, a running back number than 42? I don't think so. 
man, okay, their who numbers. Does wear, who does wear numbers in the 30s? As a running back. Do, run, do running backs wear 30s? Todd Gurley was 30. Um, Boy, you, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. Sean Alexander, remember, he was 37. That was like a, whoa, what the heck? That guy's a fullback for sure on the team. How do you remember these numbers? Because I'm a psycho. I guess. Uh, 32, of course. I mean, 32 is a big time running back number. Like well, Darren, well, Darren Sproles, he had a number in the 30s when he got here at first. Yeah. And, and like. But changed it to the right number, 43. Yeah. I wanted 43 when I was in high school. We didn't have it. You didn't have it? Didn't have a 43. Why? Dude, get the know. coach on the phone. Get, who was your coach? Had to pay uh, Paul Lane, but had to, uh, you know, new call. turf is in now. I'll get over it. Call him. Looks good. I drove by yesterday. It looks fantastic. Like, Dude, listen, if you don't have that kind of relationship with your people, your Jersey people, you call up and go, I got a kid that needs 43 immediately. If we don't get 43, this kid's out, and he's the he's the star of the team, then what are you doing? You're going to get Sarah of Deuce Vaughn Jersey? Yes. She's already like You need done. to get the Felix. Mm-hmm. Getting a fee. And who knows, and maybe Echo. Echo. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Echo, Echo signed Boido. today. That's the one Throw I think. For OTAs. But. I think that's the one, if he makes the team, they're going to look back and go, boy, glad we got that guy. Because he's oh, yeah. so good, man. He's so good. But I want that Felix jersey for sure. My little girls are going to have Deuce jerseys. Like, no doubt about it. Oh, is Sarah really pushing? You you're, You guys are going to be Cowboys fans. Dude, is she in control of that? You don't get a chance? It's borderline, like where I should contact somebody. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I don't think you're supposed to be like that. And she's like, oh, it's fine. And like, she's like, God, like Sophia's like, God, come on. And I'm like, oh, whatever. As long as the cats are good, we're good. Every time Sophia sees a power cat, she goes, go, 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 go. It freaks people out. Oh, that's I'm good. Like, yeah, that's, that's awesome. What. I go, that's what we want. It's we there early. Purple. And her first color she ever recognized. Purple. Baba! Like, yeah. And she points at people, and I go, yeah, keep pointing. As long as it's for that. If it's for a power cat or a purple, you are allowed to point. If not, if you're just pointing out, like, look at that guy, he looks weird, don't. Can't do that. <laughs> Off limits. Stop doing that. That's rude. That hey, is rude. Welcome back, man. I'm glad Thank to you. have you back. You're going to be, be with back. us at least through the summers, Monday, yeah. summer, I should say, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Right here on the game. As long as you'll have me, I'll be here. By the way, Travion is here, so the four... We got the, the whole group here that is now like the actual, when you look up the show and see who's on there on Wikipedia, it's us four listed. Dude, They're, it's like the Beastie Boys and Mario C. Like, we got the team back together, man. This is awesome. Are you like Mario C? Like to keep it clean? Yeah. Gonna shine like a sunbeam? Mm-hmm. Keep on rapping because that's my dream. <laughs> Never mind. Sorry. Finally, somebody that's singing something else and fight for your right to party. My God. Ugh. I'm over it, aren't you? Dude. They didn't even like it. They didn't really like the song. They thought it was a joke, and then everybody f- loved it, so no. Well, when we come back, we're going to get more on the Cats uh, in the second hour, of course, plus Chris Kleiman's yeah. contract extension is official. But coming up next, we're going to head towards K-State soccer because their schedule was released today. We're going to hear from soccer head coach Mike Dabini next on the game.
We're back on the game. Mitch, Troy, Deej, Travion, David G is back with us. Yeah, baby. Going to be joined by uh, KSA soccer coach Mike Tabini here in just a moment. Plus, coming up in hour number two, what if Jerome Tang landed a former Kansas Jayhawk? What if? I'm already seeing the headlines right now. Hmm. Already seeing the headlines. I think I might save it for 510. Traitor. Hey, I'm like, everybody makes mistakes. So you went to <laughs> you went to school for four years at another place. That's fine. Come on down, pal. Also, K-State baseball loses a couple down in Stillwater. Coming up this weekend, it's a huge, huge, huge series to wrap up the regular season. Back Cats will be hosting the TCU Horn Frogs Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Thursday, Friday. We'll have a six o'clock first pitch pregame, five thirty. So we'll wrap up the show a little bit early here on News Radio KMAN. Uh, we're now joined by K State soccer head coach Mike Dabini, getting ready for his seventh season with the Wildcats. Uh, coach, really appreciate you joining us here on the show. You just wrapped up not too long ago your uh, your spring schedule. Got to, uh, to play seven different teams from teams like. Arkansas and Colorado to JUCOs. Uh, what were your takeaways from this previous spring season? Uh, it was it was a positive one. Um, we had, you know, a, a different look. We lost, you know, thirteen seniors, so it gave us our young players an opportunity to showcase themselves and and do really really well and compete and have a really really good spring. So we're excited about the fall. Going back to the uh, the regular season, you had three matches in and a draw, and that was the first year of the new overtime rule change where during the regular season, uh, instead of going to like golden goal and playing 20 extra minutes or 10 you know minute halves, and then you could win by a golden goal, and then after those 20 minutes and nobody scores, it's a tie. Instead, it's just at the end of regulation, it goes straight to a tie. After a year of that, were you a fan of the change? Yeah, I believe so. I mean, from a recovery standpoint, playing two matches on a weekend, if you have to go to overtime twice, um, it, it's challenging. I mean, you think about it, if you play two overtime matches in a weekend, that's 60 extra minutes. That's a lot of minutes, um, um, especially at, at the level. So uh, for us, you know, uh, it really helped us in terms of recovery and keeping keeping our players sharp for the next game. Let me crack myself. You've played seven seasons now, and you're getting ready for number eight. I is it? Don't take this in disrespect or anything. And I certainly hope it doesn't sound like this. But you've gone all these years now as a new program. You've still never had a red card. Is that honestly a little strange that there haven't hasn't been one yet through seven years? Are you talking about for for the players on? Or the coaching staff. Yeah, just I mean, well, I mean, just for anybody, just as a team in general. I mean, going seven years without a red card, it just doesn't seem like anybody does that. No, it's very, it's very rare. Um, I, you know, there's a lot of yellow cards being yeah. distributed, but it's very, very rare. Most most officials will give warnings before they do. You know, before um, you know, red cards issued. So, uh, and those warnings are pretty strong warnings. So it kind of gives us an idea, hey, we better back off. Or, you know, kind of balance out, balances out the game. So you do not uh, um, put yourself in that situation. Uh, 
Speaking with KC Soccer head coach Mike Dabini, the schedule released earlier today. And of course, you know, wondered what it would look like now that there's for this one year going to be 14 Big 12 programs and you'll play 10 conference games. And then the rest of the schedule, you'll have 18 games total. The rest will be non-con. I guess the first question is your reaction to now being 10 conference games. Was there, did you know right away it'd be 10 or did you think it would still be nine because football is still playing nine? Uh, That's a a great question. I think um, the conference office, you know, worked it out where um, they scheduled it out this way, so it works out well for us. Um, Having 10 games in conference actually helps more in our RPI, I believe, too, um, when you're having to play uh, 10 quality opponents every year. So, um, So for me, it doesn't, you know, I think it's a great opportunity to to get more quality games in as you continue to grow the program. I remember sitting in your office and we got to talking about conference realignment and the addition of Cincinnati, Houston, BYU, UCF, and about how, you know, those being added to soccer is a big impact. There's some really tough programs, especially BYU. So what was your reaction to seeing Cincinnati, Houston, and a road trip to BYU in this in this next schedule because it's probably probably doesn't get any tougher really when it comes to collegiate soccer and playing at BYU. Yeah, you said it right. Um, BYU is a tough place, um, tough opponent. Top five usually, top ten in the last five years. And um, going to their place, I think they have the highest attendance or one of the highest ten attended games, especially uh, you know a weeknight or weekend games. I mean, they just they pack the house so. Um, it's going to be a great experience for us, challenging experience, but we're we're looking forward to it. Playing Thursday Sunday games, that, that's pretty much the whole schedule, other than a couple of Monday contests. And I remember, like I said earlier, like just talking to your offense and how the the schedule is going to be changing a little bit. Is this now going to be the norm that Friday matches are going to be pretty rare? Yeah, I believe so. I think it, you know every year is going to be different, but I think having more recovery in between matches is important. And you'll start seeing that a lot more um, as we, you know, periodize our, our schedules uh, based off of rest and recovery and, and the, the health of our of our players, to, so we can perform at the best we can perform. No RPI is important, and I know with non-con, you want to get your team ready for Big 12 play. Your non-con to me is very interesting this year. You start on the road at Green Bay and Northwestern at home against UTSA Creighton. You'll have a road trip to Nashville to play Vanderbilt. Then you got four straight at home, Nebraska, Memphis, or Roberts. Uh, and then you start conference play against Cincinnati to start Big 12 play. Uh, are you happy about the construction of your your non-con this year? Yeah, I think we're ready for, for uh, you know, uh, a competitive schedule to prepare us for the Big 12. Um, we got a young core returning, a big freshman class. We're going to be heavy loaded in underclassmen, but we're trying to get them some experience and exposure, but I, I feel like we have the quality enough to, to compete um, against really quality opponents. So our non-conference schedule is, is pretty heavy and uh, a lot of top 25 programs in there, but we're excited about it. Looking at this upcoming season, and are you still looking to add a couple of pieces via the transfer portal? Where do you feel like you're at right now with your roster? I think we're pretty good. I mean, we may be looking for one more player. Um, we're trying, you know, we're, 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 it has to be the right fit and it's in terms of need. 
So, but we're we're really comfortable and confident with what we have returning and what we have coming in as, as uh, freshmen. Do you anticipate any of the like what would be the biggest battles when it comes to position? I would imagine goalkeeper would be one of them with no more Elena Wehrmeyer. Yeah, no, I think every position is going to be a battle, uh, top to bottom. We have uh, a lot of young talent coming in, a lot, a strong core of talented returners. Um, they had a really good spring. We're excited, and, uh, and our culture is really strong right now. So we're we're excited about the fall. Speaking with KC soccer coach Mike Dabini. So to wrap up, I saw you and your son just recently took a, a road trip and went to a couple of baseball games. Do you have a favorite and least favorite Major League Baseball stadium or stadium in general? Well, we haven't got to them all. Obviously, I'm a Dodgers fan, so I'm always going to have a bias feel to playing, you know, going to Dodger Stadium. But um, you know, I think I think you get a history, a sense of history when you go to Wrigley Field, like what we just did, and Fenway Park, and so on. You know, when you're sitting there with your son, and he's a big baseball junkie, so when you're there, and you're like, hey, you know, Babe Ruth called the shot when he when he, when he was in this stadium right here and you know you get the eyes opening up and and you know it's in, it's intriguing asking questions so it's it's it's, it's a great opportunity to spend more time with my son um i spend a lot of time with my daughter because she's a soccer player and uh we're going to continue to try to do that at least once or twice a year anything fun planned for the summer um well besides you know soccer camps and showcases i think We'll take a couple of trips as a family. Um, thing lo- pretty local though, but maybe we'll go to Florida and California once. Just well, see co- my family. Well, coach, I'm very much looking forward to the season getting underway. You start exhibition play on August 5th at Missouri State. Regular season opens August 17th at Green Bay, and then a home opener Thursday, August 24th against UTSA. Coach, congratulations on the schedule release, and uh, best of luck with everything this summer. We'll be talking to you soon. I appreciate you having me. Uh, Best of luck to you this summer and looking forward to seeing you again. Thank you so much. That is K-State soccer coach Mike DeBini here on the game, getting ready for his eighth year as head coach with K-State women's soccer. We'll take a break. More of the game is coming up next. Is this? Troy, go ahead. Troy. Sorry. God dang it. You're this, cool. this button sticks. Anyway, go ahead. What? I know you know who this is. Oh, yeah. Is I it mean, the police? No, it's the Clash. Or the Clash. I, I'm a, it's okay. Lost I in promise the I meant to say Clash. That's okay. No, it's the Bay City Rollers. What? Whoa! S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. Night. That's a great song, baby. It's their cover of I Only Want to Be With You. Dude, that's a great find. That that's that riff really is find. definitely borrowed from the Clash and Lost in the Supermarket because he caught it too. Yeah, y- you thought the same I thing. I think this is a little bit before then, though. Also, kind of no. reminds me of Television. You know the band Television? Absolutely. It also reminds me of playing like M- MVP Baseball 2003. <laughs> I gotta get Manny Ramirez on my team, baby. That was a good find. Good for you. 
It's one of my favorite songs. I wasn't that happy to see you back again, like, but I'm really happy right now. Man. Super happy. <laughs> I'm just trying wow. to do my come job. Come on, you know, we boys, come on, man. You know that. I'm just wow. Kidding. Let's touch on a couple of uh, K-State headlines here. Echo Boydo, we mentioned it earlier. Echo Boydo has been signed by the Chiefs. And when I say signed, mm-hmm. as in he's kind of made it to the next round of uh, tryouts, I guess. OTAs yeah. coming up next week. He'll be there. Of course, you know, Felix Andy DK Uzama, first round draft pick, 31st overall. And then you, I did not hear an update on Wyatt Hubert, who was also at the mini camps. Good question. I have no idea if he is still with them or not. I have not seen a single update on that. Yeah, Troy, that, have you heard? No, have not heard anything other than that he spoke with the media afterwards. Uh, just, you know, why he participated in the fact that he had. Issues sitting out last well, year. Then yeah. he got real itchy wanting to play. That's the thing. Yeah, he medically retired after sitting out a year with the Bengals after being drafted in the seventh round, and he decided after a year off, yeah, he's decided to come back, and he looks still to be in great shape. He looks like a real unit walking around. That kid is thick. Well, I thought it was cool as well. He and Felix are, like, warming up together. Yeah, it was Right cool. next to each other. It was a great photo opportunity. I also I haven't, I haven't heard anything about – Rock Cartwright or uh, Rob Jackson, either. Those guys, highly underrated K-State draft picks who stuck in the league for like 13 years. Rob Jackson is a guy that I don't think most K-State guys remember. Oh, yeah. But he was in the league four, five ever. Shout out See, to him. I did not know that. Yeah. I didn't realize. I, I knew Rock Cartwright. I mean, he was a... He mm-hmm. was with Washington for so long. I don't remember yeah. how long he was with Washington, but... Forever. Yeah, and Rob Jackson, I, mean, I did not know that. No. Rob Jackson, it looks like 2008 to 2014, like 13, 13 or 14. That's a long time in the NFL. Also, a uh, Fort Scott Greyhound, by the way. That's a little tidbit there for you. That's what I bring to the game. 13, 15, Did you play against him? <laughs> No. You in your Juco days? No, he would have crushed me. I mean, this guy's a, he is a monster. I'm trying he, to see what the relevance of that was. Six, uh, he's 6'4", 259. Jesus. Uh, and he, he is my I mean, he's November 3rd, 1985. So one year past me. But if he would have played me, I would have cut him all day, baby. Just go to the knees. I wasn't messing around. I had to play a guy. Daryl Shropshire. He played at Coffeyville. At the same time as Brandon Jacobs, um, and he was huge. He ended up going to Auburn as a defensive end, and our tackle at the time, um, he was like getting burnt, crushed by Daryl Shropshire. So he comes off the field, and he's crying, he's crying, and the coach goes, "Garcia, this guy, I won't say his name, he's he's toast, he's done." He's like, "We we were really hurt on the offensive line. We I, I was the only person. I I played every game." And started six, but that was one of the games I didn't start. He's like, you have to play left tackle. You have to play. And I was one of the shortest guys on the team. Like, really? Anyway, I get in the huddle, call the play, break. And I turn around and Daryl Shropshire belly laughs when he sees me. He goes, oh, look at this guy. And I'm like, oh, this is embarrassing. And everybody's laughing because he's just huge. And so, hut, 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 hut. Hike it, and I pop up, and I, I do this thing where, like, offensive line will know you kind of you pop up, and your hands you kind of like you're fainting, like you're gonna you're going to pass block someone. Uh, and I'm doing that, eyes real big, and he stands up, and I cut him, <laughs> cut block him, cut block him. 
and, <laughs> and he pushed me, he pushed my head down, he's like mad, cussing yeah. at me. And I did that for the rest of the game. I yeah, even, I w- even play side, I cut him. I don't care. They're like, don't cut play side in the whole Garcia. And I'm like, I, no, I'm not going to get embarrassed. It's so funny you say that because when I was in seventh grade, like that was my first year of ever playing organized football. I had no idea what it took. Oh. I had no idea what positions I wanted to play. I, just, I wanted to play football. Yeah. So I was like a backup offensive lineman at 5'5", five, five, whatever I was at the ball. time. And uh, yeah, I, was, I was probably chubby back then. And uh, so when I'd come in, there, if it wasn't – a formation that we called wedge, I would cut block yeah. every time because I was not strong enough. It didn't matter who you put in front of me. I just I was too weak. Right at the time, I was not lifting weights. I did not start that until I was eighth grade, and and I really put on the muscle. It's you know it's funny how quick you can put on muscle. I learned it that year, <laughs> and get in shape. It can happen actually pretty quickly. But the wedge thing is like we all linemen we would lock arms and push. It yeah. was so weird, and that's illegal. You're not supposed to lock arms. As an offensive lineman, you can't do it. You're not supposed to do it. But I know the wedge well because it's like, just go forward, man. It's like rugby scrum. Just go. But then they're like, okay, now we need you to, to block. And you're like, oh, no. This other guy's big and strong. What am I going to do? Got block. Oh, got block. The worst part about it is somebody's going to land on you. Yeah. But you're getting the job done most Absolutely. of the time. They, and it, oh, man, there's nothing that I know as a defensive lineman when I played in high school, getting cut block. Oh, my God. Horrible. So furious. Horrible. Now, when we come back, I'm actually really excited about this because you'll never guess who this year's SI swimsuit cover model is going to be. Ooh. It's been all over social media. The thing DG has not found out who it is yet, so I'm looking forward to the reaction when we come back after these words. Yeah, what, I've been taking care of you. Prom- you promise you haven't seen anything about it? Because I, I think your general reaction would be pretty good here. I really don't know what's going down in the city. So, here we go. So, one of them's going to be Megan Fox. Ah. Okay. That's great. Yeah, she's uh, she's a person. That's uh, yeah. Yeah, if, if you her. think first, Machine Gun Kelly. I, I, I when you hear that say, name, yeah, they, I mean, just lets us all know that she's back out on the market. I mean, she was a big deal in Transformers <laughs> and and hot. I mean, what guy my she's, age when Transformers came out didn't think Megan Fox was the hottest thing alive? She was attractive. Yeah, um, until you found what a nut job she was. Yeah. Oh, is she? I didn't know that. That's why she wasn't in Transformers Three. That's oh, what, she yeah. kind of overplayed her her cards to her hand a little bit, because she goes, "You can't make Transformers without me. I'm the central." And the guy Michael Bay goes, "You know what? I'm gonna get someone who's never been in a movie before, and they're gonna take your place, and the movie's gonna do just fine." Yeah, she and was it did yeah bad bad really on bad idea yeah bad on uh, on set from what I hear. So just, Troy, have yeah. you heard have you heard about this? You know who it is? I do. Okay. The other cover model for Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition this year is Martha Stewart. Whoa! 81 years old. She'll be the oldest cover model for the Swimsuit Edition ever. And I'll be honest with you, I've seen her pictures. She's hot. Not bad. She's hot. <laughs> It'd be the first time that my mother wasn't raiding the mailbox to pull it away from me. <laughs> Go ahead. And I mean, she's not wearing a thong bikini or anything. <laughs> Oh, really? Dang it. It's, you know, what what would they say? T- I don't need, no. Tasteful? Is that the way yeah, people would call it? Yeah, I'll tell you I, what, she's got a heck of a peach cobbler recipe that's tasteful in there, too, guys. You know? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. That's gross. <laughs> is Tang about to land a Kansas Jayhawk? Plus, Batcats, Marquis Noel, number one song of the day, all coming up. 
in hour number two. But up next, your local news.